Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved. Hi, dear family. How are you doing? I pray you're doing well. I always say that because I always pray that. Um, And I I hope you, um, how do I say this? I hope you have gotten a a bit of a um, a reality, a sense of reality of what is going on in our world. so that so that you know that we each know that we need to make plans other than what we may have thought. Uh, we need to begin to pull our family together. We need to begin to uh, learn how to live um, without all the conveniences we have, without all the freedoms we have, I know this is probably a difficult talk and difficult for you to hear, and I'm not a prophet. I'm just listening and reading to so many who are speaking to us and saying that what's coming ahead down the road is um, is not good. Uh, all you have to do is turn on the news and, and listen to uh, the plan for a reset um, a one-world government, all of that, uh, where if we don't take the vaccine, we are not going to be allowed to travel or perhaps even to shop. Uh, I know this sounds like Twilight Zone, but I, I, I personally believe it. I think it's on us, and I think we have very, very little time, dear ones, to not panic, but to begin to make plans before we know we have to. Um, I think it's very, very, very important for us to make plans to um, uh, to homeschool. If we have children, we must get them out of school. We, there are um, articles all over the place about the evils being taught in public school, the Marxist agenda, um, uh, the the same se- the sexual education covering all topics, and there are articles online uh, where schools their problem the problem teachers are having now in public schools is that with the coronavirus the children are studying online and. Um, and the teachers don't want, do not want the children to see what they are giving them. They do not want the parents to be exposed to what the children are learning. Not just that they're asked in kindergarten if they want to be a boy or girl. Um, not simply that same sex, uh, everything is promoted. Um, but... Uh, a Marxist ideology is is being taught, and they're being trained. And they're, the children are coming home little by little, um, 
not paying any attention to the parents, not um, recognizing the authority of the parents. Um, it's um, not being allowed to uh, uh, speak about God, but having to learn um, the the prayer of the Islamic people. It's it, the headlines are all over the place. So if I had a child, if I had children, we have sisters here, I'm their mother, but if I had little children uh, through high school, I would bring them home and teach them their faith, teach them um, uh, everything they have to learn, which is given to you by God to be their formator to be their nurturer, to be their teacher, to prepare them for heaven, uh, to give them an education that respects authority, um, and to build their character, which the schools will not do. And it's rare that a Catholic school does that this day. these days. There are some very good ones. There's a fight going on right now in, um, in Madison, Wisconsin, because all the schools have been closed, including Catholic schools, uh, and it's it's wrong. Um, there's a particularly magnificent uh, academy in Madison, Wisconsin, St. Ambrose Academy, and uh, they you find uh, a school like that, they are worthy of support, and yes, I would agree to send your children there, um, as long as the education continues at home, not because uh, a school like St. Ambrose Academy uh, teaches incorrectly, they do not. They teach the full Catholic faith and classical education, um, but because God gave it to parents to homeschool their children, and you have homeschooled them since conception, since birth. Um, and I've said it before, why when they are kindergarten age, five years old or so, that you turn them over to the world, even to a Christian uh, school, a Christian classroom, when you don't know that those teachers have the same value as you do, will give the children the same answers, the same attention, the same discipline, the same upbringing. They will not because they're not you. They're good, they may be good, but they're not you. And God gave those children to you. Um, I think we have some uh, very concerning times ahead of us. And by the way, I'll be speaking uh, on Saturday at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in La Crosse, Wisconsin, um, on homeschooling on homeschooling and the title of the talk is the end of homeschooling with a question mark because in England and other places homeschooling is not allowed and even in America children are being taken out of the home it's very very frightening and so I'm going to be speaking about all that at the homeschooling conference this coming Saturday in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, I'll also be um, giving a second talk on how to live in this world that's turned from God. It's it's getting scary, beloved. And um, 
I'm I'm going to be speaking about very serious matters that uh, sometimes um, people are concerned that I would even say over the air. But I think it's upon us, and I think it's time. Uh, we need a real reality check. And it's Twilight Zone. It's not easy to believe what is ahead of us, but I believe it. I believe it. And so um, we need to come together as a, as a Catholic family, uh, as uh, Christians in this world, and, um, and live, as I've often said, as if it's true, but we are going to quickly be um, not just an underground church. Um, I, I think that worse things are coming than that. I don't want to scare you, and I don't, I don't have any special information. It's all over the Internet. You can read, you can read the scriptures, uh, you can listen to certain people, you can read the news, uh, our entire our our um, elections are coming up, and um, uh, pastors. I think there's at least one bishop, uh, and Catholics have said, if you cannot be Catholic and vote Democrat, you cannot. Now I'm not pointing out names. But I mentioned five non-negotiables for Catholics. Non-negotiable means if you vote for these things because they're non-negotiable and you cannot because they are all grave, grave matters of sin. And if you vote for them, you will be in mortal sin because you will participate in those acts. For example, if you vote for abortion, then you are responsible for putting that person in office. You have helped them win uh, whatever office it is. And if they pass laws uh, on abortion, then you have been responsible for that, for putting them in office. And you say, well, I didn't put them in office. It was one single vote. That's enough. You participated in that. We cannot participate in evil. Abortion, euthanasia... Uh, human cloning, stem cell, um, stem cell research, and um, uh, same-sex marriage, which is there is no th- thing, thing as same-sex marriage. There are, there are people of the same sex that get together, but it's not marriage, and it never will be. Uh, it's not Marriage is not a man-made institution. It's, it's from God, and it's one man and one woman and no exceptions. Um, There are other things that constitute grave, grave sin, but there is not a candidate in the, what is called the party of death, that does not advocate for abortion, that of those candidates that are running for the president, if you vote for them, you will be in grave, grave sin. You cannot, as a Catholic, you will be in mortal sin. That's what grave sin is. That is a serious sin that you know is a serious sin and you commit it anyway knowing that you will separate yourself from God. We're in very, very serious times when decisions have to be made. We can't coast anymore. There's the music for our first break, beloved, and I'm going to begin to take your calls right after this break. one 511 5483 We'll be right back. 
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I certainly didn't start off with good news today, but I kind of cold water in the face. Um, but we need to come together on these things. And I I wasn't, we had to play an encore on Friday, and so we have many emails waiting. And I'd like to take your calls and emails now uh, to give us a head start and catch up a bit. Um, I have a little announcement first from LifeSite News. Um, they are, um, they have a newly, um, uh, a newly launched internship opportunity at LifeSite News. It's now available. They've just launched an internship program. And I met a gentleman outside of Mass yesterday, and he loves LifeSite News. And he said, boy, I would sure love to work for them. And I said, boy, you, that can, the timing couldn't be more perfect because they're opening up now and they have an internship program. And he said, what is, about, what is it about? And I couldn't give him the details except it's about LifeSite News, number one pro-life website in the world. And so uh, reporting the news, writing the news, he said he's a very good writer. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So LifeSiteNews.com. Get in touch with them, and you can find out what the internship is about. And um, the note I have here is that the space in the internship is limited. Um, uh, and and I know that personally because I've been with them uh, during the uh, one of the gatherings for the interviews for the internship. So the space is limited, and you can apply today. I've got the website here, www.lifesitenews.com forward slash internship. Um, so there you go, www.lifesitenews, S-I-T-E, lifesitenews, one word, dot com forward slash internship, and they will get back to you. Um, I tell you what, anybody that works for LifeSite News uh, works for or with as a volunteer, as a paid staff member, LifeSite News or the Station of the Cross um, are blessed, especially in these days, because they are two apostolates that are utterly, utterly uncompromising. They are orthodox. They know the truth. They speak the truth. And um, I couldn't recommend you to two better places, which you say, well, Mother, are you recommending them because you're on Station of the Cross and live stream through LifeSite News and Station of the Cross Facebook and all that? Yeah, that's right. But the reason I'm on is because they are stellar, absolutely trustworthy in all things, in all things. So we are going to go ahead and jump in and take your calls and your emails. Um and your text and the toll-free number one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. We have an email from a woman, um, Danielle, and she says, "I love you, mother." Let's see now. Hold on. Let me just get her email. And she said, I'm very healthy, 77 years old, that just retired as an associate professor of psychology. 
I'm also a devoted practicing Catholic. I give alms monthly. My dilemma is that I feel without purpose since my retirement. Am I to continue part-time teaching in secular universities, um, one like I just left, or do something else? I speak French, Spanish, and English fluently and have written two books on psychology in the schools. I feel that my life no longer has a purpose. Then I see what you are doing, and I know I am wrong in this thinking. Your thoughts would be most appreciated. God bless you and your order. Well, to begin with, if anyone would like a healthy 77-year-old woman who speaks uh, Spanish, English, and French and has is absolutely fluent uh, in, in psychology and all of that, psychology in the schools, you could get, get a hold. She's not asking this, Danielle, but if I were you, I'd, I'd get a hold of Station of the Cross and see if they can put you and uh, Danielle together. But Danielle, I have another thought. You have too many gifts, too much intelligence to not do anything. And so my first thought, I don't know if it's God's will for you or not, but it came to me, is that so many moms need to homeschool now who never wanted to homeschool, who never thought about it. They may need to leave their jobs. They may need to uh, find uh, work at home, from home. And so many are, uh, they're, they're having the most difficult time with their children, how to arrange things, uh, all of that. And I think you could start your own business, whether you charge for it or not. Um, since you are so um, schooled uh, in, in philosophy, I would, or psychology rather, uh, you could be helping a lot of moms that send their children to public school that want to homeschool now. You can help them. You can help reduce their stress. You can guide them. You can be their counselor. Or you can start a little homeschool right in your living room for mothers that maybe single moms. They must work. They have to work. And what are they going to do with their children if they don't send them out to school? But if you're a faithful Catholic who can teach them, you may say, you know, I'm going to, I can take as many, let's just say, as six children, 10 in my living room, and I can homeschool your children. Or you homeschool them, and I'll teach them in the science and math and, and the more difficult subjects. See, I, I would do that. Uh, mothers, parents, fathers are going to need a lot of help. They already do. And I think, Danielle, you are so skilled. My guess is that you've retired. You don't need the money. You probably have a, a good retirement. I, I don't know that. But I would say don't let money stop you. Just go ahead and give your lives for these families and help them in any way that God would enable you to. Um, Don't waste your life. Don't sit with all your gifts, um, but use them for the salvation of souls and um, to strengthen families. That would be my number one suggestion. Um, We have an email from Cindy, and Cindy says, Dear Mother Miriam, Thank you for your show and evangelization and for all your wonderful wisdom. Well, if there's any wisdom in it, it comes from God, not from me. She says, my question is about the apparitions at Garabandal and Medjugorje. I believe they are real and true and are given to us as a blessing for our dear lady. 
Some Catholics say they cannot be believed because they are not approved by the church. I know Mother Angelica believed in them because she said so many times on her show. I would like to ask you about your belief on these apparitions. God bless you, Mother. You're such a light for us all, Cindy. Cindy, I will tell you, since you've asked me, I do believe that Garabandal and Medjugorje have happened. I do believe them. Um, but uh, it's still up to the authority of the church to approve them. The church doesn't tell us not to believe, um, but until the church proves it, uh, we need to hold back uh, on the degree to which we spread those apparitions to the world so that we don't act against the church who is quite slow sometimes in approving apparitions and many apparitions including our lady of fatima was not approved uh, at the beginning and so um we need to trust god for his time of his revelation uh in the church we need to trust him for that and it's not that we cannot believe it and we can go there unless we're stopped we can visit unless we are stopped but um we have to be uh, just a little cautious and let people know that the church has not yet approved these apparitions. And if it hasn't approved the apparitions, God has a reason for holding back. He has a reason for that. What it is, I don't know. Um, whether God is the one who is not uh, enabling these apparitions to be recognized by the church officially, I don't know that. But God is still on his throne. He's still in control, beloved. So when you speak of apparitions such as Medjugorje and Garabandal, um, include with that they are not yet approved by the church. We have an email from Jonathan who writes, Dear Mother, I've been a listener to your show since my reversion to the church in 2017. Oh, blessed be God that he brought you back, Jonathan. And Jonathan says, And I'm always thankful for your astute advice and guidance. Thus I write to you for direction. Thank you, dear Jonathan. He says, This past weekend I was out of town, upstate New York, for a friend's wedding and tended and attended Mass at the local parish. Hold on a moment. My computer is being quite stubborn here. Okay. Um, At home, I attend the Latin Mass only, but when traveling, it's difficult to ensure one will be close by in any event. Since I presented myself to the deacon in the traditional way to receive the Eucharist, I was denied and told to take our Lord on the hand or to return to my seat, the latter of which I did. Oh, this is just so tragic. I know Kristen's going to call in my dear friend from Los Angeles and say he cannot refuse you. He cannot. And I'm going to say, but Christian, they do. And Kristen would say, but they're not allowed to. They must give you communion on the tongue. They must. And I agree, Christian, Christian, but they don't. So it's it's very, you can write your bishop, you can write to Rome. But um, we had somebody uh, last week who said that they, um, they went to receive communion on the tongue and the priest said to them, I know I'm supposed to give you communion on the tongue, but I will not because it's not healthy. 
It, it's just terrible. So, okay, let me continue Jonathan's email here. Where the, where the bishop told Jonathan uh, to take our Lord on the hand. Um, we don't take our Lord, we receive him. Uh, or uh, And then return to his seat. So uh, Jonathan simply returned to his seat. And he says, I wrote to the priest the following day in a spirit of filial correction about the right of the laity and the norm of the Latin rite to receive kneeling on the tongue with references to the various church documents stating this. Uh, Hard to speak about filial correction between a sheep and a shepherd. Um, You can can correct a brother uh, filial correction, but when you speak to a priest, it's it's a bit of a different attitude. Unfortunately, this priest responded to the various church documents stating this. Unfortunately, however, this priest, oh, excuse me, responded with a dismissive and frankly rude retort. Um, uh, Dear ones, we'll come back right after the break. Feel free to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free, 1-877-511-5483 or call in. Rather, or email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We'll be right back. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We're right in the middle of an email from Jonathan, and Jonathan was out of town um, for a friend's wedding. He was upstate New York and attended Mass at the local parish, which was not the Latin Mass that he normally attends. Um, And when he presented himself to the deacon in the traditional way, that is to receive the Eucharist on the tongue, he was denied, told to take our Lord on the hand or to return to his seat, um, which Jonathan did. He said, I wrote to the priest the following day in a spirit of filial correction. Well, I'm suspicious about that, Jonathan, not that your intentions weren't good, but... um, 
you don't approach uh, a priest in the spirit of filial correction. Uh, the sheep does not approach the shepherd uh, that way, but as a sheep with humility um, to, uh, to show him, um, to give him the church teaching, yes, indeed. Uh, but um, we need to be careful about our approach and our our la- the lack of respect that something like that can, dem- can demonstrate, and then we we foil our intentions. Um, and so he gave the priest the information on receiving on the tongue uh, with reference to church documents. He said, unfortunately, however, this priest responded with a dismissive and frankly rude retort that I was at fault for not respecting his community's health and that it was my choice to deny myself communion. My question is this, should I elevate my complaint to his bishop? I will likely never return to that parish anyways, and I don't know if it will do any good regardless. I appreciate your insight. You know, if I went to a um, um, new parish that I didn't know and that I wouldn't return to um, in a different state, and I experienced that, I would not write the bishop. But if I could take the time to write that priest... Uh, not in the spirit of filial correction as if you're dealing with an eagle, but in a spirit of love uh, from a hurt sheep. Um, then you can write him a good letter and you can you could beg in the letter that we uh, we sheep are are more concerned with receiving our Lord in our eternal salvation than we are about our present physical help, so forth. And you can write him a letter and include uh, church documents. You could include uh, some of the re- recent statements by Archbishop Vigano and um, and Bishop Schneider, Athanasius Schneider, um, as well, um, is what I would do. I, I wouldn't write the bishop at this point on it. Um, the bishop, I don't know where it was, but the bishop, uh, uh, there are several bishops in New York, uh, I don't know where you were, but um, it's the bishop may have ordered them, uh, his priest, to, res- to distribute communion on the hand only. You don't know that. So um, I would write a very good, uh, respectful letter to that priest, giving him your heart um, of, of how much it hurts you that your shepherd, who's responsible for your eternal salvation, would put your physical health before spiritual health. And the fact is, you can also include information showing him that communion on the tongue is much less dangerous than communion in the hand. We have an email from Christina, who writes, Hi, Mother. Uh, First, thank you so much for your educational and informative show. Thank you, Christina. I was just received into the church last year. You know what? Um, I think we already took this because um, Christina was received into the church under the patronage of St. Catherine of Genoa, um, hold on now. Uh, 
Okay. Well, I, I'm not sure of this, so I'll take it, Christina. Um, she says, I was received into the church last year under the patronage of St. Catherine of Genoa, and learning more about the faith is something I've really begin, really been struggling with since then. It's so hard to find real teaching these days, and I just discovered your show. You know what? We did take this. I'm so sorry. It's quite a long email, so I won't repeat it. Um, Christina, if if I'm wrong, because I remember commenting on this, um, and if if I didn't quite answer it, uh, send another email in, dear one. We have a, a text from somebody. Um, okay, hold on now. Um, you know what? I think. Um, our emails from our previous shows were not deleted. I'm going through them to take a new mail. There's so many of you that have emailed. I don't. I don't want to uh, to repeat those I've already taken. Um, okay, here's a new one. An email from Doris. She says, "My concern is this: my son, who is 39 years of age and has cerebral cerebral palsy, cerebral palsy. Sorry, has been in a wheelchair all his life." After looking at and speaking with my son, you would not think anything is wrong outside of the fact that he is restricted to a wheelchair. He has met a woman online and has been talking uh, to her for six months. He left with her. He left with her eight hours away from us and says he is in love. He left with her eight hours away from us. Not sure what that means. And says he's in love. They both love each other and he feels that she's the one. I know my son wants to have a companion, but I agree. Oh, that's so he left to live with her. Uh, and, and they're both eight hours away. But I disagree with living together, shacking up. If she is truly the one, do it properly and do not live in sin. Knowing my Catholic faith, why do I feel so confused about this? Because it has been so hard for him to find love. Would God be okay with this? Am I just overthinking it, knowing God will bless them abundantly? Please share your thoughts. Thank you for your time. You should not be confused about this at all, Dorothy. Your son is in very grave sin. And... You don't love someone and put them on the road to hell, regardless of your son's physical condition. If you love someone, you um, then you bring them to God and to sainthood, not to hell. By living together, that's what you're doing. You are destroying uh, one another's eternal life with God. And the, the cerebral palsy is no... God will not judge this any less because of that. Uh, God is very clear. Um, uh, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so um, not only does your son not love God, but he does not love this woman he claims to love because he's putting her on the road to hell as, hell as well. So uh, be very, very clear with your son on this. And um, don't sympathize with him. Uh, he can be he could be a saint in a wheelchair. He could be a saint. 
Um, but I would not spare any time in letting him know this and letting his uh, so-called friend know this as well, Doris. No compromise, no sympathy. It, it's mortal sin, and it means death. He's killing his soul and killing the soul of the one he claims to care about. Um, okay, we have an email from Cindy. Um, Cindy writes, Dear Mother Miriam, thank you for your show and evangelization and for all your wonderful wisdom. My question is about the apparition. Oh, we took that. I'm so sorry, Cindy. Um, okay, we did answer that earlier as well. So sorry. Okay. Here's another one from Melissa. My apologies, beloved. Uh, somehow the, the screen wasn't cleared from last time. Um, Melissa, she says, hello, Mother Miriam. I hope you're doing well. And she says, I finally signed up for RCIA the other day. Well, blessed be God, Melissa. Um, I'm so happy to be joining the Catholic Church. I'm happy to, Melissa, and I'm happy for you. I truly feel like I'm coming home, and you are, dear one. She says, I was raised in a very broken and non-religious home. My siblings and I were abused, but I would find myself thinking about God all the time as a child. I remember being drawn... Pardon me. She says, I remember being drawn to the Catholic faith, even though I didn't understand it at the time. I was always drawn to images of Mary. She is the main reason I'm coming home to the Catholic Church now at 32. Um, I bless God, Melissa, and I bless our, our Blessed Mother. She says, I finally decided that I wanted to know her, figure out why I was so drawn to her. Now I know because she is my mother. She certainly is, Melissa. She's the mother of everyone in her son. I had always longed for a mother figure in my life. Maybe that was why I've always been so drawn to her. Maybe she was trying to tell me, I'm here, I'm your mother. That's right, she was, just like she did to Juan Diego. Am I not here who am your mother? Once I started getting to know her through reading tons of books and praying the rosary... It wasn't long before I knew I had to become Catholic. She has brought me so much closer to Jesus, which has brought me so much peace. When I met my husband, one of the things that really drew me to him was his incredibly strong faith. He was raised non-denominational evangelical. And that's where I came from, Melissa. Non-denominational evangelical. He loves God, and his love for God rubbed off on me. I adore my husband and his parents and admire their strong faith. His parents have been like parents to me. I have no relationship with my own. My husband, although he has no desire to join the Catholic Church, is supporting my decision to become Catholic. Well, that is a gift from God, Melissa. That is an enormous gift from God that he's supporting you in that. She says, I am grateful he is supportive, but I pray every day for his conversion. We have two young sons, five and three. I want them to grow up seeing their parents united in their faith, not practicing separate ones. That's absolutely true. Let me recommend before we continue 
that you get a book, a couple of books. One is by Tom Howard, and the title is Evangelical is Not Enough. And the second book is Surprised by Truth. It's by Patrick Madrid, and it tells the story of 11 evangelical Protestant ministers who became Catholic. It's a wonderful book. Melissa continues, I recently told my in-laws I wanted to become Catholic. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And their reaction was not good. They told me I was choosing to go to hell. Okay, well, I understand that, Melissa. They don't understand. That's what they've been taught, and they sincerely believe it, sweetheart. Um, Many, my pastor told me the same. My church told me the same. All of that. So, Uh, I understand their reaction. Many other things were said to me, including many mean and hateful things that I will not repeat. I expect them to be less thrilled about my decision, but I did not expect the anger and the meanness. They've chosen to act like I no longer exist, and it hurts my heart so bad because I love them so much. We are a very tight-knit family. This has drawn a wedge between my son-in-law's Uh, My son, my in-laws, and me, I worry. It's putting stress on my husband. There's the music for our break, Melissa. We'll come right back after the break and and, uh, continue uh, with your... Uh, with your concern here and it'll be our last segment beloved if you wish go ahead and call in 1-877-511-5483 and we'll be right back we stand at a crossroads in history we can stand up for life family and a Christian culture Or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a sustained life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations Thank you for helping to save the culture. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam, host of Mother Miriam Live. Like the Catholic Current and the many other programs that originate from the Station of the Cross, Divine Mercy in My Soul is all about the messages that Jesus revealed to St. Faustina. It is aired every Sunday morning at 11 Eastern and Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Or you can listen anytime to Divine Mercy in My Soul on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass. Got caught up in that whole selfishness, that whole, you know, um, I can do it all. The times when I was struggling were the times I needed God the most. And now that uh, I've come back and accepted God, my world has completely changed. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. 
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment, and I will uh, be happy to take your calls. I'm going to complete this email with Melissa. Melissa has written a bit of a long email, but it's it's very, very important. Um, she said that she signed up for RCIA. She very much wants to come into the Catholic Church. She was raised in an abusive home, and... Um, uh, she has no connection with her parents, and she met and married a very wonderful uh, non-denominational evangelical man who loves God very much, and his love for God has has really inspired her. Um, she says, I adore my husband and his parents and admire their strong faith. They have two children, two young sons, five and three, um, and she wants to become ca- uh, Catholic, and her dear husband, uh, is is uh, supporting her desire in that, which is, even though he doesn't believe it himself, <clears throat> it's it's unusual. And I, I uh, bravo to your husband. God bless him, because we cannot stand in someone's way. We cannot stand in anyone's way of following God. We must not. Um, In the last paragraph we read before the break, she said, I recently told my in-laws I wanted to become Catholic, and the reaction was not good. They told me I was choosing to go to hell, and I told Melissa that's a normal reaction from an evangelical who strongly was taught what they were taught. Um, Many other things were said to me, including many mean and hateful things that I will not repeat. What a shame. What a shame. Even if they were strongly against it, even if they believed that the Catholic Church was Satan's system, in their supposedly evangelical hearts, they should have tried to love you and help you and save you from the Catholic Church, not spew all that uh, against you. Terrible things. And she said, I expected them to be less than thrilled about my decision, but did not expect the anger and the meanness. They've chosen to act like I no longer exist. Shame on them. They are a bad example of an evangelical, uh, non-denominational Christian. They're a bad example of any Christian. I, uh, uh, Jesus said to some, you, you speak with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. And that's what it sounds like in this case. She said, they've chosen to act like I no longer exist. It hurts my heart so bad because I love them so much. Understandable. We're a very tight-knit family. This has drawn a wedge between my in-laws and me. I worry it's putting stress on my husband. No doubt it is. But bravo to your husband who is respecting uh, your journey. And she says, I don't know what to do. I want to go through with converting. Words cannot express how badly I want to be Catholic, but I also do not want to hurt my family. Melissa, I don't know your next sentence, but don't you let anything stand in your way of becoming Catholic. Don't Your husband doesn't stand in your way. That would be the main thing. Don't you let anything stand in your way. Your husband knows just what's going on, and he is supporting you in this. 
Um, she says, am I being selfish for continuing to go through with my conversion if it is causing this much trouble within my family? Absolutely not. Not uh, In Genesis, God told Adam and Eve to, uh, uh, to go and a uh, man will separate uh, from his parents, a woman will separate from hers, and they will form a union together. Um, absolutely not. If you, if it means you lose your in-laws altogether, you must not uh, choose keeping your family together over being Catholic. God has given you such grace, and Our Lady has poured her love on you and protected you for so many years. And she says, I'm also afraid of disappointing God if I do not convert. Well, you will disappoint God, but more than that, you'll be turning from his grace. Don't do that. Don't do that. Trust that God has led you, Melissa, and that he knew what would be ahead. He knew the persecution you'd face. She says, I've been crying every day. I just feel so alone in this and guilty for causing tension in my family any advice you could give on how to handle this situation would be greatly appreciated. Um, and then she thanks me for uh, reading it and taking the time and so forth. Melissa, dear one, um, God knew what would be ahead for you. He knew, and he's allowed this. And don't you waver. Don't you waver. You... Uh, your parents, your in-laws, rather, won't speak to you. Uh, they're not going to listen. They think you're entering into Satan's system. I know because to this day, excuse me, to this day, people from my evangelical background think that uh, I went out from them because I wasn't of them, that I'm not saved because I'm in Satan's system, the Catholic Church. I understand it, Melissa. Trust God and Our Lady that they have led you to the Catholic Church. Do not waver. Do not let the enemy, it's the enemy, do not let the enemy weaken you. And you go through with RCIA and your husband will be there and your sons will be there and any other friends or sponsors will be there. And you go through with it and you can write a letter to your in-laws and say, I respect your belief. I know this is a horrible uh, turn of events for you. I know you don't believe it. I know you don't understand it. But you have a very honorable son, and we have no right, none of us have a right to stand in the way of any individual search for God. And so um, uh, that's, you just have to go through with it, Melissa. And if this has broken your relationship with them, um, even permanently, don't go back. Don't turn from God in this. I have a friend who, a Jewish friend, we were both Jewish, and I told her that I had become a Christian just before I was a Catholic. She couldn't bear it. She couldn't bear that I had become a Christian, that I had betrayed the Jewish people, and she couldn't even bear, she said to me at the time, Roz, my given name, Rosalind, um, she said, I... I uh, uh, I want to be friends, but the only way we could be friends is for you to never mention this again. And I said, I won't. 20, year, 20 years went by, and one day I went to visit her, and she said, well, how's life? What are you up to? And I said, if I tell you what I'm up to, I'm going to talk about the subject you don't want me to talk about. She said, you know what? It's been 20 years. This is no passing phase. I want to know what this is about. You see, Melissa... 
It's the wit never cease loving. Don't ever argue and don't ever, ever compromise a thing. It will be your consistent loving witness, loving them um, and understand, giving them understanding that this is a horror to them uh, that will perhaps in God's grace bring them around one day. Um, Denise from Toronto we have on the line. Uh, Denise, are you there? Hi, Denise. Okay, well, Denise is not there. She may have um, she dropped her phone call or something, but um, we, we're we very close to uh, the end of the program. So, Denise, if you can hear me, it's probably not a good idea to call back right now, but... Um, but we can speak with you tomorrow. You can call in first thing tomorrow. Okay, God bless you, beloved. Know that we as Catholics are the richest people on the face of the earth. Richest people on the face of the earth. We have what no Jewish person has. We have the Messiah, body, blood, soul, and divinity. We have what no, what, we have what no non-Catholic Christian has is the true Christ in the Blessed Sacrament and his church. We, there's nobody richer than we are on earth. And the thing to do to share that with the world, beloved, is not to compromise and come to what they believe to please them, but to live our faith with every cell in us that they would become jealous, as the Apostle Paul says, and want to know what it is we have, even if they say they don't agree with it. Our witness will do more than anything we can say. God bless you, dear ones. We'll be with you tomorrow. There are many reasons to visit the Station of the Cross online, learn about our programming, listen live through our web stream, and so much more. Visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Podcasts of our network-produced shows are free for your listening pleasure at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Be uplifted in your faith and inspired to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen today at thestationofthecross.com or on our iCatholic Radio mobile app. of the Cross, we proudly bring the truths of the Catholic faith to countless listeners through radio and mobile devices, and we're grateful for the feedback we've received. I discovered the Station of the Cross rather providentially a year ago. I've been a loyal listener ever since. I can't overestimate the value of the station, what it's made a difference in my life in terms of making me better informed Catholic. It has enriched my faith and told me during tough times. It made me laugh on several occasions. I commend the important work of this great apostolate. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I listen to the radio. And if I can listen to something that brings me closer to God, closer to Jesus Christ, then it's the most beautiful thing. If you've been blessed by listening to the Station of the Cross, let us know. Call 1-877-888-6279, extension 112. Then share your testimonial with us. Hello, this is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. I have heard the cry of my people who are being oppressed. Therefore, I have come down to rescue them. 
So God speaks to Moses when he calls him to lead God's people to freedom. And in Christ, he frees us from sin. Yet the rescued must also rescue, the saved must also save. That's why we save the unborn from abortion. This is Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Are you ready for full contact Catholicism? This is Jesse Romero from the Terry and Jesse Show. Each weekday, we're talking about the things that matter to Catholics. Spiritual warfare, Marian devotion, tradition, and staying strong in your faith in this culture of death. I hope you'll join us. Give us a call during the show at 888-526-2151. It's the Terry and Jesse Show. 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Heard around the world on the iCatholic radio app. This is Johnette Benkevic-Williams. Thank you for listening to the Station of the Cross, proclaiming the fullness of truth with clarity and charity. Heard around the world on your Android and Apple mobile devices. With your EWTN Newslink, I'm Brian Patrick. As Tropical Storm Marco hits Louisiana today, Tropical Storm Laura is forecast to also enter the Gulf of Mexico and possibly